true self-care, it's holistic. It doesn't have to be fancy. It's all about giving yourself the right, the permission to take care of yourself from your mind, your body, to your soul. Hey there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Teresa Talks podcast. I am Teresa, your host. I am an identity coach that helps women discover their true identity and feel empowered. Each week, we're going to be diving into everything from motherhood, marriage, and beyond. I'll even be answering your questions so that we can stop stressing, stop the suffering, and enjoy some guilt-free living. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, and I can't wait to connect with you. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you the audio from a free masterclass I did over in my Facebook group that was titled Project Worthy, and it was all about a holistic approach to self-care. I wanted to condense it down for you and share it on the podcast today because I just feel it's such an important topic that we tend to overlook, especially as moms and caregivers, we tend to take for granted self-care. So it's really important to me to get this message out and to share it with you. So that's what today is all about. If you are interested in the slides that went with the presentation, those can be located over in the Facebook group. And then if this resonates with you, I do invite you to join the Facebook group because I'm going to have an upcoming free training on confidence. It's going to be confident as a mother and it's going to help you just step into your power and feel strong and certain in who you are. So I hope that you can join us for that and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get to it. Energy to everybody but ourselves because we think that it's selfish. But what we don't realize is that all of that love and energy that you spend on yourself just radiates outward to others. And it really does just make you more magnetic and it, and it makes your ability to, you know, shower other people with love and positivity and light. It just makes it so much better. So today what we're going to go over is um, I have an assessment for you why we feel guilty taking me time. We're going to go over how to let go of those ideas. And like I promised, it's not just bubble baths that we're talking about in the way of self-care. I'm going to give you some ideas on how to incorporate self-care into your busiest days. Like I said, I'm an aroma certified aromatherapist as well. So I came up with some um, blends and concoctions for you to try go over a vision board as well as um, what's next after the presentation. Let's get started with the self-care assessment. Um, there's three parts to it and basically what I would like you to do is think about it in three separate classifications. So like you're going to look at your self-care as it is now. Like, where do you feel like you are currently, like what stage, what stage are you currently in, in a self-care practice? Is it non-existent? 
Um, do you occasionally pamper yourself? Do you have a daily ritual that you do? Um, so, so take stock and notice of where you're at right this minute. Then take a look at control. And what I mean by that is controlling thing, trying to control things that are out of reach. So if you are not incorporating any sort of self-care into your day because you think that it's gonna cause other people to feel rejected or you don't have time because of work or your kids or your spouse or or you're obsessing over things like let's take you know the world right now it's a little bit chaotic and crazy and you know so are you neglecting things within your life because you're so focused on those things that are outside of your control so things that are going on you know, in the world or outside of your household or like at your kid's school or at work that you have no control over? Are you obsessing over the outcome of that and neglecting yourself because you're putting, you know, so much focus and energy on things like that right now? Then the third step of the assessment is to think about what you need and in, in the aspect of right now. So what do you most need right now to give your mind, your body, and your soul a little bit of peace, a little bit of calm, and a little bit of love, I guess, is one of the best ways that I can think of to say it. Because I look at self-care as a holistic approach, so it's mind, body, soul, all three connected. And we'll get into that more here in a minute. But you need to really think about what you need. And it doesn't have to be like anything extravagant or crazy or, you know, like in my darkest days, what I needed some days was just the energy and the motivation to get out of bed and shower. Like it can be as simple as that. Like, what do you need today, right now to really help you start moving forward towards the life that you want to live? So if you're stuck in a place where you're, you know, not finding joy on a daily basis, you're feeling lost or you're feeling alone, even if you're surrounded by people and you're just not feeling like you're living the life that you are meant to, or you're not in a place where, where you thought you would be right? Like, cause we all had these big dreams of our lives and it doesn't usually work out that way, right? Like life typically doesn't go as planned. So that's the whole joy of the journey, right? So if you're in that space right now, then I challenge you to just look within and determine what you need, like truly need right at this moment. And like I said, don't make it complicated. Don't get overly crazy with it. It can be something simple. So like I mentioned, the holistic approach is how I look at self-care. I've really added holistic lifestyle more into my everyday, really 
not separating the three and not making like my meditation and journaling is completely different than like my nutrition. Like, what do they have anything to do with each other? But I'm becoming way more holistic in my approach at life where the body, the mind, and the soul all have this connection. And the key is to get them all in alignment and synced up together. And then that will put you in like a state of perfect harmony. It's not an easy state to get to. I don't imagine that once you get there that you just live there forever. I think it's a constant, something that you're constantly striving for or, you know, reaching for. But the moments that you do get it, um, just really embrace it and enjoy it. So the example that I came up with for how to kind of understand the connection is in depression. So it's something that I have dealt with and, and struggled with and battled with for years and years and years. Probably a lot of my life just undiagnosed, but within the last three years is whenever um, I actually sought treatment for it and got diagnosed. But so depression is, it like really affects your mind, right? Like it, it plays games with your brain and your thoughts and, and that then manifests into your body via physical symptoms. So for me, it would be like chest pains and, you know, just a heaviness or headaches. I get a lot of headaches and um, upset stomach. And so, I mean, it's different for everybody, but you, you get the point, right? Like all these physical things started showing up in my body coming from my brain and, and the depression that was kind of taking over. And then that leaked down into my soul because at that point, then my emotions changed, you know, my, my spirit, my will, it was all dampened and smushed down and just completely different than before I had started struggling with it. So it definitely leaked into all aspects, you know, of my circle from my mind, my body to my soul. So that's what I mean in the holistic look of, of how I approach self-care. So let's talk about guilt. As women, as mothers, we carry a lot of guilt. I call it mom guilt for those of us that are moms, for the rest of us that are just, you know, strong women. We do tend to carry guilt whenever we, because we're caregivers by nature, right? And we feel guilty whenever we put anybody but ourselves at the top of the priority list. And everybody's, one thing I wanna get out there is everybody's priority list is gonna look different. So if I am telling you to put yourself at the top of your priority list, you may disagree with that because if you are somebody who is religious, you may have God as, your, as the top of your list. And that's understandable. I'm not saying that, you know, anything should go above that. I want you to reorganize your priority list so that you're just not at the bottom. That's my point to this, okay? So it's certainly not to offend anybody or tell anybody to, you know, change, change their beliefs or their core values or anything like that whenever I say to put yourself at the top of the list. So just want to throw that out there right off right off the get-go. Let's kind of address a little bit like why we tend to feel guilt. So for a lot of us, it can be the way that we were brought up, depending upon like kind of what kind of household you were raised in. Um, if you were raised in a household that is very religious, you're going to certainly have a different set of beliefs 
if you were raised in in that sort of aspect, then you're going to have different um, feelings of guilt from that. So like, for example, if you don't carry that type of religion into your own, you know, adult life, you're probably going to have guilt over that. If you, like if your mother was the caretaker and, and she was the martyr and she, you know, did everything for everybody and never asked for anything and never complained and, and, you know, that sort of life. And then if you carry that into your adulthood and you don't want to be that same exact way that she was, then you're going to feel guilt around that, right? So one of the big things that I always recommend to my clients is, you know, we need to dig into that and you need to determine what from your past has you feeling this way now. Was it, you know, the, um, the values that were instilled in you by your parents? Was it the values that weren't instilled in you by your parents? Because that can go both ways, right? So that's definitely one, one thing to, that you want to journal on and that you want to really dig in, you want to look at, is how that upbringing and how your past is affecting your current feelings and your current beliefs. The other one is, of course, society, right? Because there's so, oh, there's like a million and one views and opinions on this, right? Like, we always joke and laugh and say, you know, opinions are like assholes, right? Everybody's got one. I'm sure you've, you know, if you've been around, you've, you've heard that expression. But it's so completely true because just because one person believes that, you know, you should be a stay-at-home mom and you should do absolutely everything for your children. That is the only way to parent. And if you're not doing it that right, that way you're wrong. But then you have somebody over here who spent, you know, all this money and energy going to school and getting their, you know, education and a degree and building their career. And just because you want that life doesn't mean that you shouldn't have the, the family life and the children that you want. There's no perfect way to parent. There's no perfect look to a family or, you know, to a household. And, and everybody's idea of, you know, their ideal family is going to look different. So you cannot, can't judge somebody based upon how they are living their life. If somebody is a career woman, and very successful and loves their job and is making impact in the world, that does not discredit their ability to be a mother. That does not discredit their need to take care of themselves. Same as a stay-at-home mom. So just because society is throwing all these different ideas at us as to what we should look like as women and as mothers, you know, and as caregivers, you need to put blinders on. You need to shut that shit out and you need to determine your own path. You need to decide what you believe, what is important to you, what are your values, not what everybody else thinks that they should be. And you, another thing that you want to do is you want to stop worrying about 
other people's perception of you. I had, I dealt with this a lot, like when my kids were younger, right? We were, we were young parents. Okay. So this is just an example. Let me, let me give this to you. So my husband and I were very young parents. Okay. We started having children at the age of 20. So in a lot of circles, we were always the youngest parents in the group. And we were, you know, we were struggling financially. Things were hard, things were tough, but we still wanted to, you know, let our children do and give them the things that they wanted to do, like activities and stuff. And, you know, there were times where I would feel bad as a person, as a mother, because, you know, we were around all these people were who were, you know, wonderful, wonderful people. And it was nothing on them. Believe me, it was a thousand percent just my own internal shit. But we were around all these people who were older and had, you know, what I felt was like they completely had their lives together. They had their shit together. They, you know, had good jobs and, you know, they could provide all of this stuff, you know, to, to their kids or do all these things. And, and we, it was a big struggle for us to do things like that. So I worried about their perception of how I was handling my family and my kids and what was going on there. That was very unfair for me to do. And it's very unfair for you to do in your life for two reasons. Number one, you have absolutely no idea what's going on in anybody else's life. They could be putting on the same sort of show that you are. So you need to stop the judgment on yourself and you need to stop the judgment on others because if they are passing judgment on you, that's on them. That has nothing to do with you. That is a thousand percent on them. But if you're passing judgment on them and yourself, then that's on you then that means you got your own shit going on that you need to deal with and that you need to work out, right? So you need to stop letting societies and, and people around you and what you think their perceptions of you are and, you know, make your own path. Determine what your beliefs, your values, determine what that is and let go of the guilt that you carry around it because it's, it's unfair to everybody. It's unfair to you. It's unfair to your family. And it's unfair to the person that you, you know, are thinking that their perception has an impact on your life. It's your life. It's not theirs. Right. So that kind of goes along with the expectations as well. Same sort of thing. You set all these expectations on yourself. My expectations that I put on my myself as when I became a mother, I was going to do better than mine did. I was going to give my children absolutely everything that they ever wanted. I was going to do everything for them. I was going to be the perfect mother. That is the expectation that I put in myself. Holy shit. How in the hell do you live up to that? How could you possibly live up to those standards? No, no person possibly could. In, in any sort of scenario. So you need to drop the standards that you're putting on yourself because they're unrealistic. You're going to have bad days. You're going to yell at your kids. 
you're going to wake up one day and think, holy shit, I don't want to do this anymore. You're going to hate your job. You're going to screw up at your business. You're going to make mistakes. You and your spouse are going to fight. You will have days where it is an absolute shit show and you are going to want to crawl up into a ball and hide in a corner. And that is okay. But you need to let go of the expectations that you put such high, high, high expectations and standards on yourself to be this perfect martyr. It doesn't need to be that way. Okay, so one of the absolute best ways that I was able to work through a lot of this myself is journaling. Journaling became like an absolute savior to me. And even if you're not like a journal kind of person, that's fine. Like I get that, but just take these four, um, four steps in and just really think about them and think about how they're affecting um, your life, you know, and what you got going on. So, and how you can work through them to, to really let go of what's holding you back from really stepping into that strong, independent person who feels value and worth within themselves instead of seeking validation from, from outside sources. That's the goal. The first one is about guilt, right? There's definitely deep-rooted reasons why we feel guilt. And a lot of that is going to come back to, you know, your past and your childhood and your upbringing and, and all of that. It, it is never black and white. There is never like, I feel guilt because of blank. Like there is just never like a simple, in my experience, there is never a simple black and white answer. It's always in the gray space. Guilt loves to live there. So dig in and really find out you know, why are you feeling guilt? Is it because of the expectations you put in yourself? Is it because of the expectations that your mother put on you or your father put on you? Or, you know, is it the expectations that your boss puts on you or, you know, how you wanted your business to run and it's not going that way. And so letting go of the guilt is going to be so freeing. It's just going to be like shackles gone. And you're going to be, you're going to be amazed at how, much more focused and devoted and just light and loving and that you'll feel once you start to let go the blocks around guilt that are holding you back. And then the next one is doubt. And I want you to really try to think about what you have doubt around. Is it around your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your spouse, your kids? Do you have, do you want to build a business and you have doubt around it? Like, will it succeed or will it fail? Or do you want to ask for a promotion at work? But you're like, oh gosh, what will they think of me if I, you know, go asking for a promotion? There are reasons why in our mind we are never certain with ourselves. We never have that confidence to just go for it, right? To, to drop the doubt and to just, just live in your conviction. 
and go for it. So that's a good one to really kind of work through that and try to figure out what those, what those doubts are around specifically so that you can acknowledge them and try to work through them. The unworthiness. This is a big one because I really 1000% believe that we need to feel worthy and confident and secure in ourselves so that we don't have to find that from outside sources because when we are seeking that worth from outside sources, that's when doubt and guilt and, you know, all those lovely little nuggets start to trickle in because we're not sure. We're not sure enough within ourselves. So we need somebody else to tell us like that I did a good job at work or, you know, my, my kids are decent human beings or, you know, my marriage is strong or I'm a good person or, you know, I can certainly run a business. When we don't have that worth within ourselves and we need it from other people, that's when things will start to crumble and they will get heavy and they will just keep piling on and piling on. So I really want you to dig deep with this one. It might not be something that you find right away or work through right away. Mine has taken a long journey <laughs> to, to get to this point of, you know, really digging in and, and working through those feelings of not deserving. But I want you to, to really sit down and put some thought into this one. Try to go back in your mind and think of a time when you really felt confident and you felt like you could take on the world and that whatever you wanted was going to be yours. Try to go back to that moment in time if you have one. You may have never felt that way. So that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother level of, of shoveling the shit. But for this, you know, particular scenario, I want you to go back to that moment of time and really think about when the last time you felt that way was. And then from there, jump forward and try to figure out at what point in time did you stop feeling that way? Like what happened to shift that perception of yourself? And that'll help you work through that. If you've never, if you cannot remember a time that you've ever felt that way, why the hell not? Right? Like what went on in your childhood that you never felt confident and worthy and like the world was yours to take? Okay. So that is really going to be something that you're going to want to focus on because that will probably lead to the doubt and the guilt. Like that's all going to be wrapped up in one. So really spend some time there in that gray area and, and dig through that. And then the last one is control. And this kind of goes back to the assessment as well, where are you letting things hold you back that you have absolutely no impact on the outcome? And if you are holding on to things like that, how is that serving you? And why can't you let it go? Why can't you move past it? right? We got to start looking at things and beliefs and 
that you're holding on to and try to determine why am I feeling that way? What purpose in my life does that serve for me to feel that way? And it might be a protection mechanism, right? Like you may put that block up as a way to protect yourself from, you know, from failing, from having your heart broken, from accepting yourself, from, you know, from succeeding. The fear of success is real for some people. So you may just be like, I can't start a business because what would happen if it didn't fail? So I'm just not even going to try because you have that, that fear, right? So if you're holding on to these fears that if you can actually sit down and really look at it as something that's not logical, you need to ask yourself why and what purpose in your life is that serving? What is that protecting you from? Those are some powerful journaling questions that I would really encourage you to dig into when you have time because it'll definitely help you on your on your path to, to self-discovery. As I promised you, this self-care love, it's not all about bubble baths and manicures and, you know, taking pictures of yourself in a milk bath in a tub while you're surrounded by flowers. And, you know, I mean, as joyful and as amazing as that is, um, to me, that's not real self-care. That's just like the big hyped up self-care that's kind of flying around all of the social media platforms. Like I said earlier, to me, true true self-care, it's holistic. It doesn't have to be fancy. It's all about giving yourself the right, the permission to take care of yourself from your mind, your body, to your soul. And like I said, it can be something little. It doesn't have to be anything big or extravagant, but you do need to give yourself that permission that it's okay to take that time that you need to restore yourself. So let's go over some ideas. Okay, so even on your busiest days, you can get some self-care in, I promise you. So self-care for your body is going to be your physical being, your health, your nutrition, you know, move, movement, moving your body. Um, you know, if you take medication, making sure that you take your medication every day, right? If you're anything like me, I'm absolutely horrendous at that. And I forget all the time to take my meds. So that is actually a form of self-care. Sleep, going to sleep at night. If you have trouble sleeping, and I have a couple of um, ideas and some aromatherapy for you for that. But that is an actual form of self-care, getting yourself sleep. If you are in a moment where you are feeling extremely overwhelmed and extremely stressed out, step outside five minutes. Let the sun hit your face. Take deep breaths. And I like four counts. Four counts in, four counts out. If you can hold it up at the top for a moment and think about what has you so stressed out and overwhelmed, and then on your four count out, you're breathing that out. So if you got into a fight with your spouse, you're going to four count in, three, four, you know, whatever your fight was about, and then you're going to one, two, three, four, expel it out. And if you can do that with sunshine hitting your face, 
all the better. But this is what I mean by real self-care. Like it doesn't have to be extravagant and big and it doesn't have to be fancy. These little things are really and truly loving yourself enough to take these little moments and show yourself some grace and some compassion. It's incredibly important. And I promise you that as you keep doing this on a daily basis, it will all start to stack up and add up and, and leave you feeling so much better. So for your mind, this is going to be your thoughts, your interactions, your decisions, how you process things, how you proceed with things. So little things for this are going to be, you know, unplug. That is one of the best things that you can do for your mind is to do a digital detox. Now that can typically take, you know, longer than the, the quick five to 10 minutes. But even if you can, you know, put your phone on silent, turn it over so that you can't see notifications coming up on your screen and give yourself 15 minutes to read a book, journal out some of the things that we talked about, you know, just meditate. Meditate is amazing for your mind and your soul, as you can see, but you know, these little things are going to help your mind reset and restore and reconnect to, you know, what you got going on in the, in, in your life and just give you a minute to pause and to catch your breath. And for your soul, your emotions, your feelings, your spirit, you need that time to stop and listen and take a breath. I love being able to connect with nature. If I can stand outside with my feet in the grass, it's amazing what a few minutes of standing barefoot in the grass with the sun shining on my face can do for my soul. Literally changes my, can change my whole day. I'm huge on meditating. It has become such an invaluable resource to me. It has made such a difference in my life. I do it every single day. When I don't, when I miss it, I can, my whole day is like off. My husband has even gotten used to my routine, my morning routines of journaling and yoga and meditating. And when I don't do it and he'll be like, did you not do your stuff today? <laughs> like, it's just my routine now. And when I, when I don't do it, I can tell, like, it just changes, just changes everything about my day whenever I don't take that time. And I will say that, you know, my children are older. I only have one still at home and she's 17 years old. She, you know, comes and goes and does, you know, whatever. So I do have more free time now than I did, you know, when they were little and they were dependent upon me. But if I really sit down and look back to as much as I neglected myself back then and how that spilled over into my days and, you know, maybe my patience with them, I can see where little pockets of time throughout my day, I could have done little things for myself, you know, when they were little and they were napping or, you know, like when my husband came home from work, I need five minutes, please. I need five minutes alone. It's okay to ask for that. It truly is. If you do work on your drive home, 
listen to a podcast, a positive podcast, or just sit in silence and, you know, try to go over some affirmations. Five, 10 minutes. If you can give yourself five to 10 minutes every day for a week and see what a difference that can make for you, then you can work yourself up to finding other little pockets of time throughout your day where you can do these little things for yourself. Um, so as I mentioned, I am a certified aromatherapist. So I wanted to come up with some different um, essential oil blends and options for you guys. So I will put this um, in the Facebook group file section so that you can reference it whenever you you know, if you decide you want to make them or use them or whatever. But so I just, I listed some of the best oils that are really good for grounding and calming and just providing you like a relaxed state. Um, and then I gave you a couple of different diffuser blend options, as well as a massage oil, a calming lotion and a linen spray. And the calming ocean, I really like that. You can rub that over your chest and then just take a few moments and breathe deep really breathe that in and, you know, let it help you, you know, calm your heart and center yourself. The linen spray is beautiful for in the evenings. Just spray it on your pillow. I even do like a little bit in the air and then some like on my comforter or something like that. But it's, it's a, just a beautiful scent to really help you slow down and get your mind calm and, and get ready for your evening. One of my favorite things to do is when it comes to essential oils is really looking at their energetic and emotional qualities. So all of the oils that I recommended for you guys, ylang, lavender, neroli, orange, chamomile, lemon, vetiver, patchouli, and bergamot, they all have these beautiful energetic and emotional qualities that I just think are so powerful and supportive and nurturing. And that's why I picked them for you. Um, and I just gave you more of a breakdown here. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to put this in the file section for you um, so that you can look at it if it's something that you know, you're interested in. Another thing that I have done, and you can actually probably see it here behind me, is my vision board. It's just another tool that I have used um, on my own personal journey back to myself. And I, it's just one way of putting some focus on yourself. Mine didn't start out with this pretty little cork board. <laughs> it started out just like on a piece of paper and me writing stuff down or cutting pictures out of a magazine or, or whatever. And, you know, just something. And then I I scored this adorable cork board at, on clearance at Michael's and it became my new vision board. So I did make up a little um, printout for you guys of these different headers. It'll be in the file section in the Facebook group. I'll throw it in there after this, after this class so that you can print it out and use it if you want. It's a good form of self-care because it's all about you. It's about your dreams, your hopes you know, what you want out of your life, what, you know, what you're striving for, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. It's all you, baby, all about you. And put all that focus on yourself and, and what you want. And it'll help you start to feel 
worthy and and you can start to pull in the, the manifestation side of of the woo-woo stuff because you're really just putting it out there for the universe that this is what I want this is what I deserve this is you know this is my heart on a cork board and I'm ready to receive it so it's pretty it can be really powerful so I really encourage you to spend some time doing this. Mine wasn't done in a day. I still, I just am constantly adding different things to it, you know, as it comes up for me and it will continue to keep growing. So give it a try. It's, it's also very calming and it's a stress reliever for me to, to do that. So I hope it can be for you as well. And then another thing that I would encourage you to do is to print out the self-care menu also in the file section. And this is a way that you can always be sure to have an idea for self-care, right? Because sometimes you'll be like, okay, so I have 15 minutes to myself. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And before you know it, five, seven minutes is gone. Oh my God. So the kids are going to be up in seven minutes. What, what the hell can I do for myself in seven minutes? Right. So this is just kind of for one of those times where if you do get this bit of this chunk of time to yourself and you're just not quite sure how you should use it or what you should do, you can pull your menu out and be like, okay, so I have 15 minutes, quick fix, let's do this one. On the quick fix, make it within like your time frame, right? So whether it's, you know, five minutes, 10, 20, you know, wh whatever your time frame is for something within the quick fixes, that's what I say to put in there. The pamper me section is whenever on those amazingly rare days where you get like an hour to yourself, really think about how would you like to spend that, that hour. And that's when you can do more of the, you know, well-known things like a bubble bath or, you know, a manicure or something like that, but kind of whatever speaks to you. Maybe your idea of a perfect 60 minutes of self-care is, you know, sitting outside reading a book or taking a walk or whatever it is, really tailor it to yourself and, and don't hold back, right? And now the luxurious, this is a super special one where, and I've really, I really, you know, ask my clients to strive for this. Like, you know, if you can do it once a month, that's amazing. But even like once every three months, everybody deserves a luxurious day to themselves. And whether it's, you know, an entire day or it's a couple of hours, you know, whatever you can dream of. Like I had somebody that their perfect luxurious day of self-care was a Starbucks and a Target trip with, you know, nobody calling them, wanting to know where they were or what they were doing or no, you know, mom every five minutes. And so whatever your perfect day out for you and you alone would be, dream it, put it down, tell the universe that's what you want and, and really see if you can't schedule that. Swap with a friend. If you have friends that have kids, do a, you know, get them on board with the self-care menu and do it as swap. You watch my kids, you know, once every eight weeks and then I'll watch yours and give each other that luxury, that time to yourselves to, to really just breathe 
and do what you want and do what makes you happy. So I really wanted to keep this under an hour because I know we're all so busy. And thanks to my technical glitches at the beginning, <laughs> I, I'm reaching the hour threshold right now. Um, but I do just want to put it out there, you know, that I have some spots available for um, if you are really wanting to dig into this even more and you feel you need some help with it. Um, it, it's, it is sincerely my mission in life to help as many women as I can reconnect to themselves. And I say it with such love and passion because I was that person for decades. I did not care for myself in the least. And it really took a toll on me and it hit me all at once. And I was like a volcano that erupted and it was ugly. And I really just want to help as many people as I possibly can avoid that same pitfall that, that, I, that I did. A couple of things that I just want to throw out there for why you would want to work with me is because do you think that you'll do the work on your own? And work, it does take work. You know, I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. It's definitely messy at times, but I want you to know that no matter how messy and ugly that it gets, that you are so worth going through the trenches and coming out on the other side to living that beautiful life that you've always wanted. I can give you a different perspective of things, right? Like sometimes when you're in the shit, you can only see brown around you. And you need somebody else to come and, and be a wiper blade and, and wipe it away and, and show you a different way of looking at things. And I really do believe that, you know, if, if you're here now, it's for a reason. I, I really do believe in all of that. You know, everything happens for a reason and, and you were brought here for a reason and everything does happen in its divine time. And so maybe this is your sign that it's time to take action in your life whether it's with me or not, like, I hope that you stay in the Facebook group. I hope that you, you know, connect with me on social. I, I really hope that you do these journaling prompts um, because it really truly is time to find your worth within and, and restore that relationship with yourself. Um, you are worth, you're worth investing the, the time and energy and resources. You don't have to save them for everybody around you. You're worthy of of your own time. You're worthy of your energy and whatever resources that you have to restore that relationship with yourself. It's vital. And I promise you that it will just radiate outward to everybody around you. Once you reach that point, it's not going to take anything away from your family. It's, it's going to help it shine even brighter. So there are a couple of different ways to work with me if you are interested. Um, like I said, I do do one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have five slots available for that right now. There, it's, there's different payment options available. So if, you, if it is something that you're interested in, um, you can either reach out to me, um, DM me on Facebook, Instagram, or um, you can schedule a discovery call. And there's a link on my website if you would like to do that. And discovery call is just a free like 30-minute chat for us to talk about whether or not we'd be a good fit working together and then just to kind of go over with you, you know, what that looks like. 
there are a couple of other options that I have out. Um, I do have a Fuel Your Soul workbook, and it's just an extension of this, of working through, you know, your limiting beliefs and what's holding you back and and just kind of driving you yourself again. It comes with a meditation. It's 22 bucks for the workbook and the meditation. And that and the Mummy R&R program both have an option of um, VIPing it, meaning that you can add a 30 or 60 minute call with me for, for that upgraded price. 30 minute call is $50, um, 60 minute call adds $99. And the Mummy R&R program really is geared towards moms and it's learning how to let go of all of the mom guilt and the negativity and restore your sanity. Um, and it's, like I said, it's a self-paced program. It comes with multiple videos and meditations and journal prompts and it's got a bunch of good stuff in there for you to, to work through all of that. And then the final, the final thing that I have available for you guys is the Good Morning Bundle, which if you haven't gotten it yet, I did create Good Morning Start with Gratitude and Meditation. And I created a, med a free meditation and gratitude prompts for you. I believe they are in the files section. If they're not, they're definitely on the website in the resource library. But the this one is for actual personalized so if you really want to, you know, get more, dig into your meditation and your gratitude journey a little bit more, we do a 30 minute call and we get some, some clarification on really wanting, what you're wanting to work on. And then I personalize the prompts for you. And then the meditation, you can determine how long you would like that meditation to be like based upon the amount of time that you can um, devote to it. And then I tailor the meditation 100% to you. So that's available as well. I'm really hopeful that this helped you out um, and get you started thinking about restoring the love that you have for yourself and just show yourself the same love and grace and compassion that you give those around you because you deserve that much. If you are feeling so inclined as to work with me, please reach out. Thank you so much, beautiful souls, for tuning into the Teresa Talks podcast. I really hope that you discovered something new and that you found value in this episode. If you did, I would so appreciate it if you could drop a five-star rating. It really means the world to me and helps us continue to grow this amazing community. Now, if you want your question answered, reach out to me on social media, drop those questions, and you just might be featured on an upcoming episode. All of my Instagram, Facebook information is listed in the show notes, and make sure that you tag me. Until next time, let's continue to restore our true identities and feel empowered.